Well, hello there. Dr. J.J. Kelly here, the punk rock doc, and welcome to the show. It's our second one. We take calls, and you ask questions, I answer them, you barf your problems, and you leave feeling better. That's the idea. So if you want to call in, we're at 515-605-9822. Again, that's 515-605-9822. So I will also take questions from the chat so you can put something in there. And we love this jacket, and it's just for show because it's so damn hot here. There is no way I could wear that for another second. So we are already at 85 here in Oakland, California. Uh, what's the weather like where you are, Christy, my producer? We're sort of the opposite. We got pretty damn cold, so we're just only in about the 60s right now. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Is it unpleasant, 60? It's okay, but we were 90, so that drop has been a little rough. <laughs> Yeah, those changes are like, whoa, shell shock. But I don't sleep when it's this hot. I wake up sort of oh, like, no. oh, dragging ass, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. but I do think it's a it's an opportunity for a reminder because in general, with this, like, reemergence um, from COVID, I think that we are all kind of dragging ass a little bit and expecting that we're going to be fine when we don't really have the same energy that we used to have, you know? So taking things a little more slowly, expecting a little bit less of yourself, and that's okay. Not like beating yourself up with some sort of negative self-talk about how you should, the shaming shoulds, how you should be able to do you know, have the productivity level that you did pre-COVID. I'm not sure that was such a hot idea in the first place. So why doesn't everybody just take this opportunity to downshift a little bit and re-emerge into life outside of our houses uh, with with some ease, some patience, some compassion for self? Because... Um, what I see instead of what I just suggested is really like aggro driving, um, like a little bit of like edgy paranoia and just kind of jerky, you know, almost like everybody's walking around and any sound they see, they're like, what? What the fuck was that? You know? Do you see any of those where you are, Christy? Yes, definitely. The sort of hyper-vigilant, hyper-anxious all the time. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> but, like, quickly turns to, like, pissed off and everything's your fault, stranger. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everyone's just got to ease off the gas pedal a little bit. So, Okay, so we got any callers, we got any questions. We do have stuff on deck if you haven't called yet, but please feel free to put something in the chat or call the number. What do we got, Christy? We, I, we've got a couple of questions. Groovy. So let's start with uh, Allie. Allie has a question. Lovely. Uh, her question Allie's is one of our, I'd love to ask one of the, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. 
Uh, Allie says, I'd love to ask if you have any tips or tricks for helping my nervous system settle and decompress after doing highly stimulating training or competitions. Yeah. Well, okay, so Allie is one of our advanced students. We call them the docs at Unorthodox. Um, we had calls from docs last week as well. These folks have been doing the emotional intelligence skills training program for literally years, and they are more emotionally intelligent than the majority of clinicians um, with doctorates. Um, definitely anybody I supervise at the doctoral level. So um, I'm real proud of them. And I like the way that question is asked, too. It's very specific. That allows me to really get in there and offer some offer answers that are more intelligent and more useful. And that means callers and people that ask questions in the chat as specific as you can get. And Allie did a great job here. So knowing Allie, I know that um, she is up-leveling in her MMA competing and training. So how does one calm down? It's funny because if Allie were here live, I bet she would know how to answer this question herself. Um, and I probably would ask what, what she thought. But what I think is sort of along the lines of what I was just saying in the powering down, but to actively power down, breathing is always our friend. And everybody says that too, you know, oh, just breathe or whatever. But three deep abdominal breaths that are filling up your abdomen like a balloon on the inhale and then emptying that balloon on the exhale, three of those will calm your central nervous system down. I am a big fan of laughing, and I love the laughing yoga guy. Um, the idea being that laughing also is almost an instant calmer of the central nervous system. So I know Allie and her twisted sense of humor, which I absolutely love. So anything that makes you laugh. You know, everybody's got some of those YouTube videos <laughs> that no matter how many times you watch them, they're absolutely hilarious. <laughs> so those are always on deck. I'm laughing because I'm thinking of <laughs> I'm thinking of I think the dude, I think they're Scottish, and it's like an adult kid. I think it's his dad. I don't know for sure. But the, a kid is always hiding around the corner and then scares his dad, and the dad's always saying in a Scottish accent, which I cannot do, but the dad's always like, ah, oh, you bastard. And it I'm just supposed to pee my pants watching even like three of those and there are just like one after the other. <laughs> Do you have anything, Kristen, that's your go to that just makes you giggle? <laughs> oh. Yeah, so much. There's this it, it's a video of a kid drinking a LaCroix, like a seltzer, and he's gonna uh -huh. you know, he's gonna shotgun it because he's being real cool. <laughs> and he drinks about half of it and they're so carbonated, right? And he goes
went to University of Wisconsin. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. And I lived in the dorms on campus that are way down Lakeshore. And that's a hell of a walk, too, in the wintertime. I remember watching, okay, Madison, Wisconsin, totally beautiful lakes on either side. Um, boy, I'm going to not tell that story. That just jumped in my mind. The other story is that I sat there walking home on the trail, walking back to the dorms on the trail, and I watched this dude try to ride a 10-speed on the frozen lake. And, and, I mean, I know it's kind of mean, but God damn it. Like, what are you doing, A? I mean, bravo for effort. What can happen? And he's like, his weight would, like, make the wheels go really fast, and then it would stop and then really fast, and then he would fall, and the bike would shoot out, and, like, far from him on the ice, and he'd have to walk over and get, get out of it, try it again and again. It was the biggest shit show I've seen in my life to date. I mean, oh, my gosh, I was so hate admission. You know, we didn't have, like, phones. To record that, oh, man, oh, I don't even want to think about that. Makes me miss what I never had because I would watch that video daily. It was so great to be like the real effort of it, too. God damn, that was, that was yeah, that's a good time. So, circling back to the actual point, it's that laughing is, is the best medicine. It really is. And we, even the advanced students, we do a lot of laughing together on our coaching calls. We value that joy that we can share together and connected in that. I mean, since Christy and I have become, you know, associated in business and then friends, my God, I'll, we do tons of laughing all the time. I mean, you and I are similar in that way where we just, you know, like laughing is what it's about. <laughs> totally. You know, like, I don't know. And it does. You can feel it. You can feel yourself lightening up with laughter. So there are a bunch of other things um, that you could do after like a hardcore workout. I mean, a salt bath is another thing to do to power down. But, you know, giving it, just giving it time. When you've been through something that is, like, like physically very taxing or emotionally very taxing, you just need, like, quiet, dark, no stimulus time. If you meditate, now is the time. You could just... You could just do a visualization. There are tons of guided meditations on things like Insight Timer. I mean, it's everywhere. You guys, you guys all know where to find that stuff. So just powering down, even if you're sitting alone in the quiet, saying the words in your head, I'm powering down. I'm giving myself the space to power down. I'm letting go. Even that, it sounds so simple. The thing is, why don't people do it then? You know, oh, that's so, you yeah, duh, Dr. Kelly. Well, you know what? It, we know a lot of stuff that we don't actually practice, like breathing. People say breathing all the time. They don't actually deliberately take three abdominal breaths in order to power down their central nervous system. And that is the easiest thing you can do. 
So remembering to remember is the thing. So that's what I got for Allie, and I bet Allie would have some points to add to that. That would be just fantastic. So maybe we'll get some follow-up I can ask her today on the coaching call. All right. We have a question from Kevin. So Kevin says that he feels like a prisoner of his own nervous system. Uh, He feels like he has uh, a lot of intrusive counterproductive thoughts and when they Mm -hmm. come up they just trigger his anxiety and he doesn't know how to get out of this cycle. Mm. God, that's a great question. Kevin's new, right? We don't know Kevin? I don't know Kevin? Yeah, I know Kevin. You don't know Kevin. Oh, cool. Well, thanks, Kevin. That's a great question and thanks for being so specific. Once again, that's that's what I like and I can do a better job of giving you something useful you can actually apply to your life. So, There are a lot of ways that my brain goes with this question. Um, The way to, I think, crystallize it for Kevin, you're probably believing your worry thoughts. If we have a thought that actually then he's saying trigger, um, if it activates us emotionally, chances are we believed it as true. And what we do is, in Unorthodox Inc. um, with the participants, we do a lot. Even with the advanced students, we go back to basics and we do a lot of remembering to separate thoughts and feelings. So when you have an intrusive thought like that, you ask yourself, well, Jesus, I just thought that. Wow, that's dark and scary. Why did I, what am I feeling right now that generated that thought? Remember, the thoughts are generated by emotion. And if you just stay with the thoughts and you treat them as fast, it's going to spin anybody out. The shit that I think, oh, my God, nice place to visit, but you would not want to live here. (laughs) And I'm like a happy, pretty healthy person, and I still have dark thoughts because I'm a human being. And emotions generate all kinds of weird shit. So don't get wrapped up in the content of the thought. And meditation says, instructs us in this kind of thing all the time. Just let the thought pass. Now, that can be one of those things where it's like, well, shit, I can't let the thought pass. If I could let them pass, I wouldn't be asking the goddamn question. Yes, I'm with you. So when you have an intrusive thought, and if you care to follow up, I would love to know one of those so I can be even more useful to you. But let's say it's probably a worry thought, uh, a what if. People get real caught up, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? Like future trippy stuff. So his his intrusive thoughts are mostly related to health, mostly health stuff, about fears health. about health. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So we validate the fear, and then – Just in the validation, and validation in this case could just mean I am scared right now. I'm having these worry thoughts. So walk it back from the thoughts to the feelings. Don't stay up here. Bring it down into the body and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? It's probably in the fear camp. And, you know, get a 
download and print out an emotions wheel or list um, and so that you can expand your vocabulary for the word fear because apprehension is different than nervousness is different than dread. So you want to expand your vocabulary so you can get as specific as possible because that raises the efficacy of these skills. So you've named the emotion that will already bring it down a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to bring you all the way back to baseline, but it might bring you down enough to be able to think in a, an effective and problem-solving way. Maybe just remembering, oh, shit, I'm I'm scared, so I've I've been instructed to not believe everything I think. Just that will help you out of treating that worry thought about your health as fast. And why wouldn't that flip anybody out? If we treat one of those, oh, isn't that where we go? We go right to the end of the scary, ends in like death. If anybody takes intrusive thoughts all the way to the end, it's a dead thing. So we just name it as like um, fear of death, which is, I mean, is true for all of us. But fear of getting sick. I mean, with the pandemic, just that, of course, of course. The fear is the of course. We validate the fear. We do not validate the worry thoughts because those could be all over the place. And you can't really evaluate whether one of your thoughts is true until you get yourself back to baseline. So you get emotionally activated, and then you validate the thought. Or, sorry, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You validate your feeling. I'm feeling fear about my health. Whoa. Nope, not going to treat that as fact. Definitely not. I'm going to let those all roll by and just problem solve around fear. So when I feel fear, what am I supposed to do to regulate my fear in an effective way? Not believe everything I think. Keep coming back to how it's a feeling generating those thoughts. They are not necessarily fact. I will evaluate that later when my fear is regulated. To see whether it's fact or not, probably not going to be. Especially with health things, you probably would have to go get tests in order to, you know what I mean? Like we worry about things that we don't have proof for. So you can let those go by. And when you have this process in a practiced, effective kind of problem-solving way, you streamlined it a little bit. Then it doesn't matter how many fucked up worry thoughts you have because you know, hey, I just have to not believe everything I think when I'm scared or when I'm angry or when I'm really sad. You know, it can be any emotion. It's the fear is like flying around and is very common right now. So all I have to do is keep validating my emotions, my feelings, and not believe everything I think when I'm scared. So I let that pass on by and then ask myself, okay, I'm, I'm afraid. I got, I got some words for how I'm feeling. It's brought it down a little bit, but I'm not quite to baseline yet. So I've validated now we problem solve. What do I do for myself 
when I'm feeling scared, to regulate that fear. Well, I might take three deep abdominal breaths to calm my central nervous system down. I might take a walk. I might watch somebody scaring their dad on YouTube and laugh my ass off. Um, you know, that, that's a two-part thing. You name the emotion first and all the problem-solving after the validation. If it doesn't come after the validation, it often doesn't work. And then people get the idea that, oh, these skills don't work. Well, did you validate first? No. I was telling myself it was no big deal, but I shouldn't be afraid of that. Ah, that is not validation. Validation. Whatever you're feeling is valid just because you're feeling it. The shit that's not valid is those thoughts and often behaviors. Impulsive behaviors are not something we validate. In fact, we try not to make any decisions of how to behave until we are back to our baseline. Baseline means calm, cruising along, no worries kind of place. Everybody has a different way of experiencing that, but most people know what it is, what their baseline is. You know, your heart rate's down, you're not breathing heavily, you know, you're calm. So decisions of how to behave usually go better if they're made from baseline. When you when you get emotionally activated and then you quick behave according to that peak experience, that shit can bite you in the ass later. And you have messes to clean up. And I don't get a hell of a lot of argument on that point. Most people, that sounds like common sense to them. So there's a lot of ways to answer um Kevin's question, which I appreciate because all those sections are relevant to someone out there listening. And I hope, I hope for Kevin's sake that he gets something out of that and try it and let us know how it goes. Um, there might be little tweaks we would need to make for you to make it even more effective, but give it a shot and don't judge yourself while you're doing it or you're just going to wipe all of it away and none of it will work. So, you know, no, this is stupid or I'm stupid or any of that like harsh negative self-talk that often goes on when people try something new on an old thing. It's been going on forever and you've almost lost hope that anything can work for it. Just, just allow a little bit of suspension of certainty that you've tried everything because if you can crack that window open just a little bit and allow for the possibility for something new to happen with new skills, that's all we really need. If you're going, going, oh, this shit's not going to work, don't even try it. Why try it if you're just going to half-ass it? Do it all the way. Fucking pretend that first time just to get through the initial anxiety that gets projected out onto the situation in the form of criticism. That just means you're not regulate people that don't regulate their fear end up projecting it out in the form of criticism. <laughs> Known for saying that Berkeley, California is notorious for this. 
uh, one big diagnosed and undiagnosed anxiety disorder. People walking around giving unsolicited <laughs> advice, criticizing everything. Uh, and really smart people, too. So have a very high IQ and not have any emotional intelligence. So just beginner mind this shit. Go in like you're a beginner trying something new and don't berate yourself in your head for doing it. If you were teaching a little kid how to ride a bike, you'd be like, you should be able to ride this by now. I hope. I hope you wouldn't do that to a little kid. Do it to a little kid. Don't do it to yourself either. I'm, that's a whole other show, like how to talk to yourself. We will do that in a different show. So did he have any follow-up, or can we wrap that one up, Christy? Uh, we can wrap that up. That's all we've got for today. Great. Lovely. Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Kevin, Allie, for your questions. Know that every question, excuse me, that you ask, somebody wants the answer to. Lots of bodies want the answer to out in the world. So you asking a question and being brave in that way, having the courage to come forward and ask your question, um, helps a lot of people. Not just you, a lot of people. So thanks for Thanks for the courage to do that. So you can find me if you want to further the discussion. We I do free consults, and you can sign up. Oh, it's right there, drjjkelly.com. There's tons of free content on Instagram, also drjjkelly on Instagram, and starting up TikTok, and then, you know, drjjkelly YouTube. The content's everywhere. The books, everywhere. You can get a lot of information for free on uh, my different social media sites. So, thank you for tuning in to the Punk Rock Doc Live. We will be here on Blog Talk Radio next Tuesday at 11 a.m. PST. And thanks so much. We will see you next week. Happy People Act Right.